Hello there, my name's Neil David and I'm the host of Eurograps Express, the podcast exclusively dedicated to the wrestling of Europe. If it's wrestling and it happens in Europe and it's good, we talk about it. Whether it's RevPro, Progress, WXW, Passion Pro, Pro Wrestling Chaos, Pro Wrestling North, we don't care, we talk about them all. If it's good and it's exciting, I want to share it with you. We're on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Check us out on the feed. Check us out on Twitter at Eurograps EXP. And join us for chat about European wrestling and a little bit of chat about cheese. Hopefully see you there. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel, joined by David McDonald. It is Tuesday, 3rd of October 2023. This is episode 275. Uh, a milestone in the Super Jcast history because this is the first time we have been recording during an Arsenal Champions League game. Wow. Half time. Okay. Uh, uh, Lons against Arsenal. Currently 1-1. Makai Saka's gone off injured, which is... Uh, made me a little bit terrified because we've got Man City at the weekend. Mm. That's a huge one. Yeah. Got to win that, really. And yeah, if he's not playing, that's going to make me a little bit sweaty. But uh, I digress. Welcome, everyone. And uh, Damon, what's what's going on? What's new? Well, I'm glad we got that Champions League update because that's uh, that's vital. I see. That's the one thing I can't. There's too much shit going on. Like you guys got a season. And then you got seasons within seasons, and just like that, people can get hurt. And then, uh, I mean, you care more about Champions League, right? Like, like you, like winning that is the cream of the crop, right? Uh, I, yeah, I think that would be more prestigious than winning the Premier League. I mean, I take either at this point, right. but uh, we've never won the Champions League slash European Cup before, so that would be. Uh, huge for us, a massive moment in our history if we were able to do that. And to be honest, I think we've probably got a better chance of winning that than we do the Premier League. Really? Because, uh, you know, with the right, with a bit of luck, luck of the draw, you get a nice little run to the final. I think we're probably better than a lot of the teams in Europe because just of the sort of financial mismatch, the the Premier League teams have got so much more money than European clubs that uh, we can afford to have all the best players and the, the other teams in Europe can't really compete, which has not always been the case historically. So I'd say the biggest obstacles to uh, Arsenal's path to Champions League glory are, are other English teams. You know, the likes of, well, as I said, Man City. Uh, who else is in? I can't even remember which other English teams are in the Champions League. Uh, Real Madrid, they're, they're still pretty tasty. But yeah, you know, it's 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 there. It is a... Is Paris in there? Paris, what is it? Paris, the... Paris Saint-Germain, yeah. PSG. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking pretty good this year. They've sort of stopped fucking about and wasting time and money on superstar players and actually look like they're building a functional team, which is a bit scary, but all for the benefit of the competition, I suppose. Mm. Oh, see, I was, I was going to do a terrible... Oh, they'll probably just show up and surrender. 
but I won't do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Well, we, we are playing French opposition tonight, and they are not surrendering. I'll tell you that for nothing. Right? Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's like quite a feisty game. Yeah, have you ever been to Paris? Uh, yeah, several times. Oh, okay. So you liked it. You like you like the Paris. It's all right. It's not my favorite place. No. Um, no. I first time I went with my dad, and then I went with my sister. This is where I was quite young. I must have been about. We were both teenagers at the time. I must have been about 14. She would have been 17. Um, and then the most recent time I took Maddie because she made me promise to take her there. So that was would have been like around 2014. Um, have you heard of Paris Syndrome? Paris Syndrome? No. Yeah. No, it it's apparently a thing that is uh, happens a lot with Japanese people, apparently, where they build up Paris in their mind as this like absolute paradise. And then when they get there and realize it's just, you know, like a, a normal capital city right. with some stuff that's really nice, but some stuff that's a bit shit. Uh, and then it sort of melts their brains and they oh. get really depressed. That stinks. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you like really, I guess growing up in school, I think everybody in the States kind of had this wonder about Paris and this, it was always, you know, Made, you're made to believe that this is this, you know, romantic paradise of just art and culture. And, and look, uh, there, there definitely is that, no doubt, fashion as well. I don't know. It, I mean, I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. <laughs> I hate to say. No, no I can't say that. I, I, I take that back because there is something about Paris at night, the lights, the city, uh, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. But I don't know. I was I never felt safe, I think that's what it was. I was always just so paranoid about fucking pickpocketers. I didn't want to be pickpocketed. <sighs> and I think I got all yeah, I mean my my enduring memory of Paris, well last time we went, so I, I said to Mally, my parents came as well. And she got really angry with us because we, we couldn't stop eating. Like, we went out for the day. I think we were going to go to the Musée d'Orsay or something. So woke up, like, had breakfast at the hotel, went out, stopped for, like, croissant and a coffee, yeah. and then got to the museum, and she's like, okay, right, fine, we're going to do some sightseeing. And they're like, well, let's stop and have a bit of lunch first. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you stop fucking eating. I want to go see the museum. Oh, yeah. I mean, the food was good. I'm not going to lie there. Uh yeah, I think so. What happened was, the, I think the week before, or like even a few days ago, we met our friend Gabby and her family there. Or, or how ever get? I don't know. I, for something that, but they were there earlier. And uh, her cousin got was in the midst of being pickpocketed at, uh, I think it was probably at the Eiffel Tower or something like that, right? What's it in in the midst? How long was this pickpocketing going on for? Well, well, so he, so well, I'll give you the story. So you know how it's the people with the clipboards, and they're like, you know, uh, sign up and save. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, it was a, so okay. that that whole ruse, right? Well, she yeah. felt at it, and she turned around. So I gotta describe this this young lady here, the the the, the relative of Gabby's. Um, she's from Western Canada. Now that might not mean a lot to a lot of people. Uh, so when she felt it, she she turned around and she grabbed the girl and pulled her shirt, like her jacket and sweater, over her fucking head and tuned her up like she was in a hockey fight because Fuck that's yeah. right. So great. 
I was like, oh my God, how fucking awesome. I would have loved to have seen it, right? Uh, but then I was paranoid about it, like when I was there. So I had my keys and my knuckles. I'm ready to fucking, like, I'm like Suge Knight protecting the women. <laughs> you know? Nobody gets in 10 feet of my, of my wife. It's just crazy. I didn't like it. And then I had a panic attack in a restaurant. Oh, I couldn't leave the bathroom. Couldn't fucking leave. Hmm. So it made food that bad. Yeah, it was it was awful. It was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it was a terrible one. Uh, you got food envy. You, 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 just, you ordered the wrong thing. You're like, oh, fuck. Oh. Should have gone with onion soup. <laughs> oh. Oh, escargot. Oh, no. Well, see, there you go. All right. So there's France for you. There's, see, that's not France for you. That's Paris. And I, I'm sure there is uh, a ton more that is outside of the city limits. So, again, I'm not uh, putting anything disparaging on our uh, fine French listeners. But, uh, I think they would probably even agree. They'd be like, eh, Paris is not all that. You got to go X, Y, and Z or wherever. All right. Very good. I'll just speak for all Frenchmen now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be the first time we've uh, spoken for yeah. all, all people of a particular country. Oh, no, wait. That wasn't us. Was oh. that was the... don't, don't tweet anymore because we destroyed them. None? Did you Did you take them out? Like, not you take them uh, out, but like you. It wasn't me directly. I, yeah. I orchestrated the uh, attack, which... Resulted in their complete and utter annihilation. <laughs> the general. I'm going to call you the general from now on. General Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I sicked the, the good people of Japan on them. Yeah. When, when they went to war, that, that's it. It was game over. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, um, I know we have plenty to talk about. We have a big show coming up right around the corner. Uh, we had two tiny little weird shows from Corrigan, and we also had a, uh, dare I say, a wrestle dream as well. A wrestle wet dream oh. for some people. Um, let's just do some crisp talk. We're not done crisp talk oh. for a while. I, I know we're not being sponsored by this company, but I'd just like to sort of shout out uh, an interesting and enjoyable crisp experience I'm having. Sure. Because uh, working my way through all the British brands that I've missed over the years. Uh, I've started a subscription to a company called, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, it's S-P-U-D-O-S. So I'm going with Spudos. I'm going with so Spudos. Spudos are a, <laughs> a company that sends you unseasoned crisps and uh, the flavoring on the side. So you can get little shaker pots or sachets where basically you add your own seasoning to, to your taste. So they've got several different flavors. So I've ordered that and it's really good i really like the experience of being able to just absolutely like lay it on so thick that i'm thirsty for the the next 48 hours <laughs> and probably completely fucking up my liver or kidneys whichever one it is that gets battered by you eating too much salt but um do they give you multiple yeah, the, packets uh, so the, what i've ordered they just sent it like a massive box full of unseasoned crisps it's just like a massive sort of tupperware container okay uh, full of full of crisps, and then you put them in a special shaking bag. You sprinkle on your seasoning, and it's really nice. I, I'm particularly fond of the, the salt and vinegar; is really good. The prawn cocktail is really good. Um, so, yeah, what well, actually? Maybe I should reach out to them see if we can get a sponsorship deal going because uh, it, it's good shit. It's right okay. up your alley. Yeah, that is right up your alley. I, I see. I would like it if, and again, I don't know if they do. Maybe they do. Um, they gave you like multiple packets, so you could try a variety of different. Uh, kinds of, of flavorings, right? 
Yeah. So yeah. Well, so what I've got is a big tub of unseasoned crisps and five different ah, shaker pots of seasoning. Nice. There's a salt vinegar one, prawn cocktail one, a bacon one, uh, a sort of cheese and onion adjacent one, and a chip shop curry is the last one. I've not tried mm-hmm. that one yet. Um, but yeah, you can mix them. Out. Oh, that's a good idea. You know what I should do? I should mix all five of them together. And I think that's make too much. Sort of I think you'll make sort of But I think you should pick two though. I think you should definitely pick two. Um, and, uh, yeah, try and make your own, uh, Joel combo. I think that'd be a general Joel combo. Oh, that sounds really good. Are they, let me, do you have, um, or have you experienced the, the kettle cooked chips? Yes. Uh, I mean, these, these crisps are a, a kettle, they're not, yeah, they're pretty similar to kettle, sort of a bit thicker, but, um. Is that what we're talking about? Sort of the thicker, crunchier variety of yeah. They're like crisps. a yeah. It's it's like a they they are uh, they have a little bit different cr- crunch than say uh, a regular uh, regular one. But yeah, yeah, kettle uh, is my favorite. I do like them. All right, I like um. All right, my last question with this: uh, Do you dip your chips? Uh, no, there's no, no need to dip if it's been adequately seasoned. I right, well, listen. I'm with you. I'm with you. But I know people who do that. And I think it's incredibly gross. And uh, I think they should be killed. I'm just saying. I think we should eliminate <laughs> them from, from the planet. Uh, fun, funnily enough, my ex-girlfriend introduced me to that really? practice. Of, she, she used to love it with like sort of like cheesy dips and onion dips and stuff yeah, like that. No. It, was, it yeah. was awful. I'm with you. Do you ever still talk to her? Probably why the relationship fell apart. <laughs> Have you ever talked to her since you broke up? Yeah, yeah, we're still in touch. We're we're oh. friends. Like it's one of the oh, fairly unusual circumstances where we are better off as friends than we were uh, as as a couple. Right? Because we were friends before that. Mm-hmm. At university, knew each other for God, maybe about three or four years before we actually started dating. We were dating for about two years. Didn't really work out. Um, I found someone better, and she... <laughs> no, it was mutual. Like she, yeah, we were both. Did so the penis good. get in the way at all? I'm not talking about yours. I'm talking about her. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm one of those people that cut off all ties. I, they're they, like yeah. the minute I walk out the door, I don't, I don't think I speak to them again. Um, well, I think what what mitigated that was the fact that I think like three weeks after we'd broken up, I was already dating Mally, so it wasn't like I was right. <laughs> that fussed right. about it. I was just like, no, cool. This is this is an upgrade. So yeah, I'm happy to be still friends with you because um, I'm a bit better than you. Oh, you like to rub it in her face a little bit. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, this is it's quite a long and hilarious story. I'm not sure if it's fit for public consumption. Then okay. again, I've not named her. And it's, it's extremely unlikely that anyone listening will know who I'm talking about. But uh, basically, she got engaged very shortly after we broke up. Really? So the, 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 the gentleman that she got together with afterwards um, was a bit, bit of a, a wrong in retrospect. Uh, so they, they were together a few years and then they got engaged. Then wait, 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 you're skipping a big large section. How does that happen? So, so you're dating her. She gets engaged. Like how long? Three weeks. No, no, okay, right. So she, she, we're dating, and then she breaks it off and says, 
blah, 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 it's not working, right, whatever. Right. I was just like, yeah, okay, small cool. cock, I can't deal um, with it. I get it. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so we talked about multiple times <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, she, yeah, she, and then a few weeks later, I found out that, yeah, well, I can't remember exactly what the time frame was, but it was a, a shockingly short amount of time that she went from being in a relationship with me <laughs> to being engaged to this other guy. Right. Um, yeah. Did you, he was quite young I, as well. He would was, you say more than a month? Late okay. More than a month? Uh, about uh, there or thereabouts. Wow. It was it was pretty rapid. Do you think she was seeing him on the side? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I think so too. What a fucking... Oh, you know um, what? But yeah, anyways. <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> What's so, her name? This, this, I'm calling her great. right now. We're getting her on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling her. Yeah, she's a lovely girl. So, no, no, she's not. Well no, she's not. Uh, no, I'm not accepting that. I'm not accepting that as a no, because obviously she was. You, how do you? How is that even possible to go from zero to a ring in less than a month? It's impossible, right? Well, okay. Here's here's a theory. Maybe nothing had happened between them, and uh, there might have been a, a religious aspect to it, where the engagement was to expedite. Certain opportunities, if you catch my drift. I don't know. That's just a theory of mine. What do you mean, well, no, 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 no. I don't know what you mean. What? I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. What? What? Some people don't believe marriage? in sex before marriage. Some, she, some people she, don't believe in sex before marriage. So maybe sure. they wanted to do... I don't, I don't know. This is just wild speculation. This podcast taken quite a turn. I haven't even got <laughs> to the best part yet. But I'm just saying, okay, so they got engaged to have sex? I don't know. I'd have yeah, to ask. Never asked. Never I, 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 subject. Wait, Next you time still, I see her, okay. Things are not making any sense. You still talk to this young lady, right? When was the last time you talked? Yeah, friends. Well, okay. Uh, what in person? In general, text in person. It was last last summer. Uh, text uh, maybe like fifteen months ago. every couple of months. Or so. <laughs> okay. All right, and you never brought it up. You never brought it up. What post breakup? Yes. Hey, because right, it was it was no of no interest to me. I'd moved on. I was, I was seeing Mally at that point. I was very happy. Uh, you're not even a little bit curious as to how that all unraveled. Like you never just said, "Hey, by the way, that was a real quick engagement there, huh? What, what was that all about?" Well, I, I would like to bring it up, but without the context of the full story, you will understand why I can't and won't okay. bring it up. All right. Why don't you give me your phone? All right. So they got Let married. me just send her a text. No, they didn't get married. This is the point, right? They were engaged. <laughs> right. And then picks it off with her um, post-engagement and says, like, oh, I, th- I think, you know, still young. I've, you know, maybe, oh. maybe made a choice here. I want to sort of, you know, find myself first, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so she's devastated, obviously. And then a few months after that, he comes back and says, oh, I've made a, a huge mistake here. I'd like to get back together with you. And she accepts that apology, and she's like, "Okay, let's let's try again." Okay. Wedding back on, right? <laughs> you you'd think after that you'd be like, "Well, maybe let's pump the brakes on the yeah. engagement thing." Let's, you know, let's just do dating again for a while to see yeah. how things go. But no, wedding's immediately back on. Wow. Me and Mally went to the wedding. Actually. Lovely wedding. You went um, to the wedding. Went to the wedding. Yeah. Um, I actually I met someone there who's t- turned out. To become quite a good friend. He, he lives very editor close to Dan. me here in uh, part of England. It, it's not Editor Dan, but it's a, someone who's equally cool. This guy, he's got his own 
a Dreamcast room. He's got a Sega room in his house. Oh, he's got three Sega Dreamcasts. He's got a Genesis. He's got basically, you know, you sort of accumulate cool stuff uh, as you're a child and usually end up losing it or giving it away or selling it. He just never did that. He just kept everything that was cool from that's his life and has put it in this one room. So that's amazing. Um, what were we talking about then? Well, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you went to a wedding. Uh, yeah. Wedding, went to the wedding. And oh my goodness, like, I, I got on well, I still get on well with her parents. I mean, not that I talk to them now, but we, we always had a pretty good relationship. And okay. the, <laughs> talking to them at that wedding, like, without ex- with them, without them explicitly saying, what the fuck is my daughter doing? This is, <laughs> this is a ridiculous mistake. It was written all over their poor faces. Oh. Uh, so it was like, I think most people there were just like, oh, what? this is not going to end well. Yeah. Uh, so there was a, a bit of an atmosphere in the air at this wedding. And then less than six months later, uh, she found out he was cheating on her. Oh. And, uh, yep. And that was that, huh? Wow. And that was that. Six months. She this, this, this young lady lives in like 30-day blocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I know it was really terrible for her. Like, I don't, I don't take any joy or satisfaction from a little that. Bit. It was genuinely horrible. A little Just, bit, a little bit. <laughs> it's a uh, no. I, I feel bad for her. And it's something I think she's, you know, to this day not really over recovered from. I think that sort of stuff does change a person. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is. Well, how, listen, how do we get onto this topic? First, well, you know, this is this is where we go and and how we do. Um, she likes this as well. Yeah, probably still does. I want you to ask her. I want you to send her a text. Be like, "Hey, I got a couple bags of crisps." Mally's not home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm kidding, of course. She would kill come me. around and try some of my flavor combinations. Yeah, <laughs> and my flavor combinations. That I mean, rude, doesn't it? Um, is that the worst wedding you've ever been to? Um, I've not. I can't remember that many weddings I've been to. To be honest. People don't invite me because they know I'm really badly behaved. You get a little in you, get a little, get a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, starting fights. Yeah, uh, that was a nice. Was it nice? Weather? I don't know. It's... Uh, we have we have we have a mutual acquaintance that I went to uh, their wedding, and uh, it was in their living room, and um, it was horrific. Wait, which country is this in? Uh, this happened in the United States. Okay. And um, it was in the person's living room. And we're all kind of standing around and all like like four people uh, standing around. And then all of a sudden, here comes the bride down the steps in a very ill-fitting dress. Uh, and we're all, <laughs> all kind of like staring at each other like, oh, is this happening? Is this, I mean, should we, like, is this? So she just kind of walks over, stands in the living room, and it began. Now, I was in charge of the music, Joel. (laughs) And all they had was this fucking, like, radio with, like, cassettes, right? And there was nothing to play. Like, they had nothing prearranged. So I had to play, like, a song so that the daughter and the dad could have a dance. And it was like White Snake. (laughs) Like, I thought you were going to say you have to put like something from your, your New Japan playlist. <laughs> right. It's a Yeah, it was Kushida's theme. <laughs> um, 
Yes, perfect. Uh, it was that was the worst wedding I've ever been to because it, because it was very shotgunish in a sense of uh, I believe she was uh, had one in the oven as she was walking down the aisle and uh, neither of which were financially uh, emotionally <laughs> prepared for what marriage meant. Oh Jesus! It was just an abomination. So um, and and here's the thing: I will, I'll do it off the air, but. You uh, know this person. You know this person. Oh my god! Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I'm, my mind. I, I think I might know who it is, but yeah. You think? You, can, you tell me that. I will tell you off the air. I will tell you off the air. All right. Uh, Twenty-four minutes in, we've covered the crisps. It's Rocky Romero. It's Rocky Romero. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> it's bad luck folly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was, that popped up in my uh, social media when we went to his uh, his piss up in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he'd he store us, us now. Yeah, he he's, he would probably kill us now. Do you remember kill sitting me, in that so. bar? Um, you, you know that the first bar we went to, and you know we're getting all loaded up. And you remember Kyle was like, "Let's go to fucking let's go to Follies, let's go let's go." And we're like, "No, we're not going there." No. And he's like, yes, come on, let's get there. And then, like, I think we probably had about four or five more sips of beer. And we were like, all right, fuck it, we're going. <laughs> exactly. It didn't take much persuasion, did it? It really did it. It really did. And I remember going, like, we walked literally right past it. And we went around the block. And we're like, where the fuck is this place? I was like, oh, it's right across the street from where we were. <laughs> oh, the one so thing that sticks in my mind from that is, uh, do you remember Jay White looking absolutely miserable there? Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I do remember that. Uh, I remember it being packed, and I remember it being so smoky uh, that I was like, "Oh, you couldn't even breathe." So we were just trying to find a spot. I remember just kind of, kind of trying to get to the back and some open air. And then uh, Henari was there, and uh, who else was there? Did we talk to uh, Tamla Tonga? He was there, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't think we talked to him, did we? Uh, nah. No, I think I would have. Definitely avoided that. I think he was probably may have still been blocked by him on Twitter at that point. <laughs> yeah. But he did unblock us at some point. So did he? Oh, good. There you go. People can change. You say thank you, thank you. I agree with that a thousand percent. That was a good time. That was. I do miss those times. Those times were that was. I just. I, but I'll never forget Kyle. Uh, just fucking egging us on. Hey, did you know they broke up? Oh, never mind. Maybe I shouldn't say. No that. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're no longer right. a couple. <laughs> yeah, they both have. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Which has me kind of like a, little, a bit sad because it's like, am I ever going to see them? You know, well, obviously, I'm not going to see them together, but like, am I ever going to see them again? You know what I mean? Like, it would be very odd for that to happen. Uh, but I think both of them have are in uh, different relationships now. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little sad about that. I, was, I heard that news and I was like, ah, that fucking blows. Oh, well. Oh, that's. Down on things. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what are we going right. to do? You know? we talk some wrestling then. All right, let's do it. Uh, okay, let's see. I'll look at the questions. We only got six questions this time, so I've got written down. Okay, Psychosis86 says Is Shibata still with NJPW, or did Tony Khan also somehow sign him as well? Also, does New Japan have a cucking fetish? Because almost every time they send a talent over there, they lose. So this is uh, obviously a reference to 
the AEW show Wrestle Dream, which was allegedly some sort of Antonio Inoki tribute show. What better way to do that than what was it? Christian against Darby Allen and then Edge, Adam Copeland. I mean, that was, yeah. you know, that would have made it. Antonio Antonio Noki proud, yeah. uh, but anyway, there were t- I suppose two matches that have. Well, no, actually, um, I don't. Did you see the? I think it might have been on Collision, the TMDK backstage promo with uh, Shane Haste doing a rap. I did not see that. I saw their match, so but no, I did not see the rap. Can you? Uh, you would you mind uh, knocking out a few bars for me? Uh, it was just like sort of hilariously bad rapping. Uh, he asked uh, Mikey Nichols to give him a beat, and Mikey goes, "Absolutely not." <laughs> uh, he's, he's really fun. like they, they're genuinely good comedic duo because Mikey's like the straight man, and Shane does all the comedic stuff. And it, it, I, I thought it was really good. So uh, expect them to be um, the, the competing uh, Australian tag team comedy jobbers. Mm. <laughs> and I tell totally like to collect these things. Oh fuck! Lons have just scored. Oh Jesus! Joe Lanz. Oh just dear, scored. that's not good. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, all right. So yeah, Wrestle Dream. Yep. Uh, two matches. So Shibata versus Eddie Kingston. This is a good match. You know, I, I liked it. I like Eddie Kingston. Uh, obviously, quite fond of Shibata. Uh, as for him being signed, so the post-match presser, uh, he, I think Shibata said that if Tony Khan wants him, he would love to stick around, and Tony said that he'd like to sign him. So. I, I don't think we're going to see him wrestle in New Japan again. They've, they've got no interest in doing it. If they wanted to do it, they would have done it. Right. Um, I suspect it's... Uh, there was some interesting chat on our Discord, actually. People were speculating that it might just be PR at this point, that it would just be a horrible look for New Japan if they let him get back in the ring and, and something were to happen. So they've obviously just felt the juice is not worth the squeeze with that. Um, as for why he got a new contract, again, maybe that was a PR thing. Like They just thought, well, it's not going to look good if we just cut this guy loose. So, you know, we'll give him a contract, give him, you know, the sort of token position. But it might be best for all parties if he does sign a contract with um, Tony Khan, with AW, because I, I would rather see him wrestle than not wrestle. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy enough to see him AW. Like Rev Pro shows, it seems like he's, there's no issue with him doing those. So that's, you know, probably our best chance of seeing Shibata wrestle New Japan guys will be on Rev Pro branded shows, I guess, but um, it's yeah, weird. it's 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 still yeah, it is. It's sad, isn't it? It is, and it. I, I mean, look, I I can appreciate the fact that a company is worried about their their workers' health. Fine, uh, that's that. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, I mean, like he's been checked. I mean, I don't know what more that can be done. Like, what more would what what extra assurance does new japan need to say that okay he's he's okay um because apparently he's working for everyone else under the sun except you know at home at new japan um it's puzzling to say the least right it's it's puzzling which i don't know and again i don't know anything for sure but it does lead me to believe that there is there are are other reasons involved in that um so if tony khan wants him uh, i think it's a valuable pickup i don't think it's any more risk than uh anyone else on the roster really if he's got medical clearance from i'm assuming more than one person it's not like he just went to 
you know, doctors are us and yep, you're good to go. Here's a hundred dollars on the table and, you know, out the door you go. No, I'm, I'm sure he has gone through uh, extensive tests. I Let's put it this way. I would hope. I, I would hope that he did and he has. And I hope that there is some uh, peace of mind with other promoters that are using him. Now, if if it's if it's literally the reverse of that, in the sense of he's saying I'm fine, but he can't really document that, and he won't go to doctors to get that paperwork or whatever the case may be. Great, I think New Japan Pro Wrestling is smart, and I think New Japan Pro Wrestling is doing the right thing, and I think New Japan Pro Wrestling is covering their ass. If that is the case, right? If it's on Shibata and he's not doing his due diligence. I find that hard to believe. I really, really honestly do. Because here's the thing. Do you think Tony Khan wants that risk? Do you think anybody wants that risk? Now, again, RevPro, are they making them go through these tests? I'm not going to say they are or they aren't, but okay. okay. As we go down the, the ladder of pro wrestling promotions, I think it's less and less likely that they're looking for some type of medical clearance, right? But Tony would probably, if there's any question, dot his I's and cross his T's, just as a business person, the liability would be huge. Look, to me, it feels like there's more than what is being let on as to why he can't get a job, you know, in New Japan Pro Wrestling itself. And he feels like this ancillary fringe wrestler that's, you know, not welcome in his own company. And I then if that means Tony Khan signs him and he spends a lot of time in AEW and, and ROH and goes overseas to Rev Pro or whatever, it's at this point it's it's been. I mean, when was the last singles match? Was it the the Dome? The that that crazy? What in the New Japan show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Ren Narita match where he allegedly went rogue. Right. I mean, that was, there's been plenty of time in between there. Um, so, again, it does lead me to believe that something else is up there. Uh, we also had uh, a huge dream match, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. against Brian Danielson, which seems to have uh, delivered on everyone's expectations. Um, this is going to sound like sacrilege. I, I'm not a huge fan of Brian Danielson. It's just his in-ring style doesn't, really click with me. I don't find it that engaging. I'm probably the only person on the planet to think that, but um, it's a pretty good match all the same. Um, what did you think of it? Any surprise whatsoever that Zach lost that one? Um, no, unfortunately. Um, like, like we are the Noah of... We're, we're, we're the Noah equivalent uh, to, to all elite wrestling. So, no. It didn't shock me at all. Um I love the match. I did. I thought it was really fun. It's really checks all my boxes when it comes to shit that I enjoy. I I found it to be incredibly entertaining, incredibly uh, like I was glued to my seat watching Um, and the the creative counters and like how long have I been watching this nonsense? Not even just like New Japan, just like pro wrestling in general. And yet you get these two guys in a ring and you're seeing shit for the first time. You know, and none of it is crazy, super Canadian destroyer, you know, 
by the way, if I see another Canadian destroyer, uh, please. It's it's literally. I'm I'm sorry. I'm saying literally a lot. It's literally like me saying literally. I'm sick of it. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's literally the worst move in wrestling. If I were to yep. rank all the moves that I hate, that that would be number one, top of the list of most. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the modern equivalent of a DDT. <laughs> it's just it it's a it was a great move that everyone has watered down, and it just means nothing at this point. It is. I'd rather yeah, see when a referee is taking one in the, yeah. the main event at Wembley Stadium of a show, then you know that something's gone terribly wrong. Yep. Yep. A thousand percent. Yeah. I'd rather see an arm drag, quite honestly. I really would. Um, so, but no, the match I thought was great. And I thought, uh, not, I thought not only did they deliver what I was hoping they would, um, I think they went a little bit past what I was even hoping for. So, I don't know. I think everyone who thought about this match, and you know, I'm sure a lot of people did. Uh, I think it. I think it met those expectations of what we were hoping for. Uh, all right. Well, so uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima is uh, finished up with Noah. Yeah. He said he's going. Was he freelance now? He said. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Where do you think he would end up? Do you think? He might land in New Japan because we've seen this done before with wrestlers who claim that they are going to be independent or claim they're going to try and make it in the States. Right. The examples of Ishimori and Shingo spring to mind as recent examples of guys who were, in retrospect, clearly just backdooring their way into New Japan. Do you think this is another such case? I mean, I think Tony Khan has said that he, he would have interest in uh, Nakajima. So where do you land on that? That's, I mean, to me, it's New Japan or bust at this point, right? Like, it, like he's not going to make anywhere near that doing Japanese indies. It's just, let's be honest. Um, so if he's looking to, you know, if he's looking for a little financial security, I think New Japan is really his only option. I don't think AEW is a, uh, a, a an ideal scenario. And I say that only because um, it's hard enough for fucking New Japan guys to get over there. So now, you know, what percentage of people that go to AEW are really familiar with uh, most of the New Japan roster? Not a lot, surprisingly. I mean, they know the big names, but like people, as you go down the roster, I think it's less and less, you know, people are familiar with. Uh, and there, trust me, there are pockets of people that go to AEW that would not only appreciate him coming in, but like would fucking love it and can rattle off his history probably better than I can. Um, but that being said, like that's going to be a tough, tough hill to climb. Like, I, look, can can he come here and just be him and kick the shit out of people? Yes. Absolutely. And I think there are a, a, a decent amount of people that would just love it for that, for that alone. But uh, to me, I don't, I don't, I don't what, like what, if I'm Tony Khan, I probably don't do that because it's like, aside from signing somebody that you might really enjoy watching on tape, like what is the benefit to Tony Khan of that signing? I, I can't think of being a huge uh, thing other than I'm signing somebody I liked watching, you know, I'm a big fan of. So I think New Japan is it. I think I think 
uh, we'll see him in a New Japan ring rather quickly. Interesting. Do you think uh, he might be a potential candidate for the vacancy in just five guys? He, he could be a tag partner for Taichi, maybe for World Tag League. Possibly. Um, I mean, I think it. I think right now where our heads are, you know, with uh, two options. You know, one a little bit, <laughs> one a little bit more New Japan centric than the other. But uh, I wouldn't. I, it wouldn't shock me. Right, it wouldn't shock me that he he finds that role as the fifth member, but um, I think I think there's a lot of spots you could put him in that would be really uh, be a plus for New Japan. It would be a plus for you know it, it, it that would be a plus for New Japan. You know, I was I was one of those guys saying, you know, somebody from Noah should have done exceptionally well in G1. You know, just the idea of a guy from outside the promotion buzzsawing through the roster and, you know, you need a top dog to, to take him down. I, I, I think that would, would have been great if they, if they went with, if they go with that uh, here, I think that'd be interesting, but yeah, I can see him slotted in that role. Uh, just five guys, no doubt. Uh, Imring Art says, what's your dream New Japan matchup for Edge, uh, Adam Copeland? <laughs> Any interest in him whatsoever from you? Do you know how old he is? Take a guess. Uh, 45. 50. No, he's not. Look it up. No, he's not. Look it up. Look oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Oh, I was only five years off, to be fair. But I, well, five years. There, trust me, I know it. I'm, I live it. There's a big difference between forty-five and fifty. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let me let me tell you. Uh, he's fifty. Like, you see him doing one of those his little promos at Corakuen Hall with a chair in the middle of a ring, pulling a, an angry face. <laughs> no, I don't. And I think, truth be told, I I um. I, I I'm okay not having him in a new Japan ring. And I'm not saying that as a 50 year old with major neck surgery and every other f- ding that he has on his body, he, he doesn't you know, uh, try as hard as he can. And at one point he definitely was, uh, I would say a very good worker, if not great uh, I don't know if I think I think we're well past the the uh, sexy factor for Edge for, for and he's a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, um, but I'm okay. Let's let uh, he can stay in AEW and I'd be more than fine. Uh, quick thoughts on this uh, WWE Abima situation. So that's ruffled a few feathers. Some people panicking, thinking this is the the end of times for the uh, pro wrestling scene. Um, so this is uh, WWE now being broadcast on. Well, it's the same platform that do a lot of New Japan stuff. Beam also do the New Japan press conference as well, don't they? So mm-hmm. this is not like some exclusive high-profile thing. It's, yeah. it's just seems to me as easier accessibility for uh, Japanese fans of WWE, and, and yeah, it seems to have got a bit of buzz, and there seems to be a, a, a chance of Shinsuke Nakamura becoming the not the proper world champion, the the non-Roman Reigns world champion, which I think that would get a bit of a, a short-term boost for uh, for WWE viewership in Japan. But I, 
I don't think it's a threat to New Japan viewership because the products are just may as well be two completely different things at this point. I can't yeah. imagine if you are an enjoyer of New Japan that you'd watch a WWE show and think, wow, this is better, uh, unless you've suffered some sort of traumatic head injury. Um, <laughs> in terms of, sort of financially, New Japan make most of their money from live games, from ticket sales. So if WWE were to decide to try and get into that market using Noah or starting up NXT Japan or whatever to become a regular established touring brand in Japan, then I would say, okay, time to set up and, and take notice and, and start worrying about this. But I'm not convinced that they will do that. I just think it would be a colossal waste of money for them. And they don't seem to be a company that enjoy wasting money. Uh, the opposite, they like to receive money and, and keep it and uh, fire people from their jobs in order to make more of it. So I can't imagine that expenditure with very little guarantee of success uh, being greenlit by the people in charge there now so i mean for me it just it seems like there yeah there will be some wwe shows in japan i'm sure like they still as are. They used to do yeah yeah it would be like i don't know once or twice a year i think they're just sort of trying to get trying to get back to where they were pre-pandemic it's not something that i'm losing sleep over at the no. moment no um i mean they were on j sport and like i have a package that can i mean i, can, I have a way to fucking get it and it's not hard um google it it's really not that difficult um the and there's like four or five different j sport channels that uh are available and every time i kind of just you know kind of just roll through it wwe was always on there was always like the weekend review was always on when i would go through um and uh Nothing else except maybe like, uh, like they would have like Formula One racing, I guess, every once in a while, I would say. And then like really weird, I, to me, what sounds like fringe sports. Like, like they would broadcast like University American football. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, wow. I, like I would watch it just because I'm watching football, you know, and just, you know. And I think also they would do, um, they would do some, uh, you know, standard football, your soccer, uh, as well. It's not a big deal. It's, I, I don't think it's a big deal. I, I think it's a, a big, all much to do about nothing. And, and they just kind of made it a little bit easier for people to find if they want it. Um, I think that, I think that ship has sailed long ago. I remember, and I could be dead wrong, but, I remember it being there and I thought that's what it was, was a WWE office in, was it Shinjuku? It might've been Shinjuku. Um, and I would walk by it and it would just be, it would have WWE signage um, on this building. And I was always like, is that a fucking office they have here or what the, what's going on there? Um, and I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know. Um, Anywho, I, but I think that that I think that ship has sailed. The, the idea of WWE trying to, you know, monopolize is, you know, that was a Vince thing. You know what I mean? Like that was a Vince thing, uh, and and like that was like a Vince manifest destiny. I'm going to take over because I can, and I have such a small cock that I have to make up for it and compensate um, by buying everything I can. And rewriting the history of sports entertainment. Um, 
and I don't think that's the same kind of goals that WWE has right now. I think I think they have a lot more profitable relationships with other countries um, that you know. And we all know the you know how everyone feels about a lot of those relationships, but I'm not sure that the the majority of Japanese wrestlers are marks for WWE and grew up dreaming of a, a WrestleMania moment like. Right. The people in the Brit rest scene were right in Europe, like yeah. I mean, I mean, none of them grew up with. I mean, they would get like the, the magazines and shit and uh, all that stuff. And trust me, they like wrestling fans. At least my experience with wrestling fans in Japan is that they're they're incredibly knowledgeable. Like they know more than the equivalent of what like what a person like me going over to Japan and talking about pro wrestling. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I highly doubt that you know. Fucking Shibata had a picture of, you know, Shawn Michaels on his wall. Even though people, you know, you know, Hiroshi Tanahashi said Shawn Michaels is his favorite wrestler. Okay, well, maybe. Fine. There's one. <laughs> There's one. Uh, all right, then. So let's uh, get into talking about New Japan. So there's not a huge amount to say, really, from... Uh, the Korakuen shows because all the notes I had from it can I think be neatly woven into the preview for the Ryogoku show but I will say this I don't know how much of it you saw but I did get annoyed on the Saturday show Taichi basically intimated that they were going to reveal who their new member of Just Five Guys was and it seemed just the way that it was presented that we'd find out who it would be the next day on the Sunday, which would be a weird decision anyway. I mean, I couldn't, I, I'm not complaining about that not being revealed. But what was really weird was uh, the Sunday show started with a cold open. Like, they didn't even show the pre-show introductory VTR. Right. They just went straight into a cold open of Sanada being attacked by House of Torture in the stands. And commentary is like, oh, he's been really badly injured here. There's no way he's going to be able to compete tonight. So I was like, oh, great. They're going to going to announce the the new just five guys member on this show so i stuck around i was watching the whole thing and then when it comes to the just five guys versus house of torch match sonata just comes out he's like oh, i no, i feel better now i'm ready to wrestle right <laughs> so it was that and then uh, shortly after that uh, pre-show angle there was another angle with the chase owens tangaloa arm wrestling thing where uh bullet was it bullet club yeah mm-hmm. bullet club attacked tangaloa Put his hat, put his arm in a chair, and was stamping on it, smashing it, like destroying this guy's arm. So then, Koji, oh, there's no way that Tangelo is going to be able to compete tonight. And then, when it comes to the the match, their uh, elimination match, the end, oh, he got better. He's he's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I that was my <laughs> note from from those shows of what was the point of it in the sense of. And I'll be I'll be very truthful. I I I liked that cold open. I thought that was like, oh my god, fuck everything. We have a major situation going on, right? Like to me, that gave me a sense of urgency, and 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 um, I I, I really liked that. It was different and it was jarring. Like it was like like I look. Usually, I'm watching a show, and I got my phone in my hand, and I got you know maybe a laptop or something. I'm maybe I'm doing whatever, and I'm you know. I know I got at least 10 minutes of a fucking video I got to watch before I get to the show. And I use that, you know, accordingly to get shit done or whatever. 
when they jump right into it, it's like, oh, well, what, what? You know, when, what, you know, time to put down the phone, time to put down the, the laptop. I've never seen that before. What's that? I've never seen them do that before. I, I, I'm hard pressed to think of when they've ever done it. And I don't, and I can't remember. I, I don't, I don't recollect or recall, uh, anytime seeing something like that. So I, again, I thought it was, I thought it, that was, uh, like, here's the thing. It it was treated like it should have been treated. Like, if that were legitimate, like, the 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 idea of going right to that shot of, you know, a house of torture beating the shit out of Sonata, like, that's exactly what should have been done. And it, again, it did give a, a, a big sense of urgency. They didn't do anything with it. <laughs> or at least not yet. Or at least, you know, it was just like, what was the point of that? Like, and, and again, it wasn't just one time, Joel. It was, you know, the the, the arm wrestling thing as well, which was, all right, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like the whole, the whole, like I saw your tweet <laughs> of the, of the, uh, of the quote tweet from new Japan, you know, getting all excited to hype everybody up that we're talking arm wrestling. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was going to be such a serious kayfabe injury to Tangaloa that I thought they suddenly realized that, you know what, having a uh, Tangaloa versus Chase Owens singles match at Sumo Hall is fucking insane. What were we thinking? We finally seen sense. Let's get rid of it. Let's do this injury angle to, yep. to can that immediately. So I thought he's going to be so badly hurt. He won't be able to, he'll be out for weeks. They'll get rid of that match, but no, it didn't, didn't even, didn't even last the afternoon. Really? It was amazing. That That's amazing to me that, that, and again, maybe, I, I don't know, somehow maybe it plays into something that we'll see later on in the week, but it just felt like so completely fucking random that like, like, how, how, like, how do you do that? <laughs> It's like in the same show, like literally the same show. Like how, like what was, help, help me understand. Cause maybe I'm lost. Maybe I'm just a dope. What was the point of that, Joel? I can see, I've had it explained to me this another thing was to get him fired up and uh, angry and out for revenge as if having his championship title stolen <laughs> wasn't enough. Right. Uh, the the Tangelo thing, I, I have no idea. I, I was paying close enough attention to see if there was any uh, decent payoff for that. Yeah, just I mean, that's just I I don't know. I I don't know. You know, remember a couple of weeks back when I was talking about you know there's something weird about New Japan that I'm not just not feeling, and I I kind of feel like it's closer to AEW than it is like that kind of stuff. I would put in that category of just like. Like, if if we start doing fucking backstage vignettes and people staring at a monitor backstage, you know, very uh, 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 sternly and forced. Like, if we start getting there, mm, boy, my love of this product is going to fucking drop like a rock. Um, and I'm not saying that we're there, but we're that's the shit I'm talking about. Again, I liked it, but okay, what I mean. You're right. If, if if that was a perfect out, that was the the perfect out, and it was like they they didn't even do that. Like I don't, I don't know. I I don't know. I was I was left more confused than anything else. Yeah. Um. 
So let's get into previewing uh, destruction in Ryogoku, which will take place uh, Monday, October 9th. That's a, a public holiday in Japan at the Ryogoku Kokugikan. Uh, we're opening with a six-man tag match with House of Torture, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Sho, Yujiro Takahashi against Taichi, Doki, and X. So who do we think X is Elon Musk. Like? My- no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Multiverse Aces. Who's the fifth guy in Just Five, guys? Yuya, Nakajima, Ishimori, someone else. If it is Nakajima, what is the ceiling for him in NJPW? So, I mean, we did talk a bit about Nakajima. Ceiling for him, uh, I don't, he's definitely not a world champion. Maybe a tag, tag champion. I think that, that'll be all right for him. But um, I am still thinking Ishimori because as it, it his sort of road to recovery, I think it's, it sort of lines up with the the injury that he would be back around this time. From what I've seen from him posting on social media, he seems to be fairly active and good to go. I don't think he's a good fit in Bullet Club anymore. Like, who who would he tag with if he is back in Bullet Club? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just a bit of a sort of shuffling of the deck chairs, really, because I'm viewing this through the lens of they don't want um, Dick Togo and Taka in Super Junior Tag League. So... Kanemaru goes over to House of Torture so we can have Sho and Kanemaru teaming up and then Ishimori can slide into Just Five Guys so then Ishimori and Doki can be a team for Super Junior Tagging. And also, there's the added little sort of historical kayfabe thing where there's that been, you know, the long rivalry between Kanemaru and Ishimori where uh, historically Kanemaru has always beaten Ishimori right. so uh, he might be thinking, I don't want to be... Uh, sort of loosely aligned, even loosely aligned uh, in the same faction as Kanemaru. So he might, that you know, that would make sense for him to jump. So, yeah, if I had to uh, put put the Super J-Cast branded gun to my head, I would say Ishimori as the uh, X here. No, it could be you, Emra. Right? I, I think, think it would yeah. be a really weird spot for that. Yeah. I think you'd want something bigger for that. And, uh, yeah, I, I would find that disappointing, if it were, because he would be automatically behind Sanada and Taichi, in terms of sort of heavyweight hierarchy for his own faction, I just I think they have, uh, they should have something bigger in mind for Yuya. Uh, you would think, but you, listen, we all know how New Japan operates. Uh, that's 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 an, a, another reason why I really think it is, um, and it's not going to be. So you know, we all want these guys to come back and debut with this this you know every fucking rocket you can strap to a guy on his back and away that he goes uh, I, I I mean look uh, if, if I'm booking that promotion yes I would probably put the rocket to him and, and make his return seem extra special um, I think the return will be special I think if the building is big enough and the building warrants it but um him being behind Sonata and him being behind Taichi in a pecking order, like that is like chef's kiss, New Japan pro wrestling. Like that's, that, that, that is par for the course. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like where I'm going with it. Not that I necessarily want that, but to me that feels Exactly where we're going. Okay, second match then is the aforementioned 
war crime uh, that is Tangaloa versus Chase Owens. <laughs> I'm sure not even the locker room are looking forward to this one. <laughs> Why? Someone is only absolutely here. not. What, a, what an absurd thing to suggest. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what this is. Uh, I can't find any logic behind it. I don't think there's any upside in sort of future singles opportunities for these guys. I, even the tag angle, like if you were to say, you know, is this a launching point for something for World Tag League? I, I don't know. Like. Uh, Who's Chase Owens going to team with? Because um, Fale, we led to believe, is uh, tagging with uh, Jack Bonzer, who did nothing wrong, by the way. Um, what? So who is Chase Owens going to tag with? Um, uh, I'm, I'm racking my brains. Kenta? Chase and Kenta? Could that be a thing? Sure. I guess be as uh, uh, maybe Kenta makes a comeback here. I, I can't. There's got to be some... Like, it can't just be a straight singles match oh. where oh it sure can a... oh it absolutely really? sure can it's some sort of angle no 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 can we get can we all gonna can we mobilize the fans at sumo hall to turn their back on this one in protest oh i wish they would, they like would. We, we attempted to do for the end <laughs> they're too uh too kind too polite um look i i i don't know i don't know who thought this was something people wanted to see um, I, this whole feud, the whole sort of Bullet Club uh, God thing, it I'm just feels it. it's dead, isn't it? Oh. Like they're like even at Coroquin, they they're reacting to some people, like they they're pleasantly into Hikale, I'll say that, but um, just the whole thing, they've just been feuding with each other for was it like since last February or something? Yeah. It's just absolutely dead. Yeah, I mean, I it, like there's. Uh, <sighs> It's mid-card, shoulder-shrug territory. And here's the thing. Once again, not everything can be super exciting, right? Even the best promotions had shit in the middle that you're just like, oh, who gives a shit? But, you know, but, but, but here we are. And, and you are right. Like, like Tamatanga is a guy. Uh, and, 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 and Tongaloa as, as well. Um, it, 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 I, I feel like there's more that can be done with, with both of them. Trust me. I I just don't understand the idea of having people constantly swimming upstream and constantly trying because to me, like I, again, Chase Owens is Chase Owens, but 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 like there was a point in time where there was a little bit of a flame under Chase Owens, and it felt like okay, at least we're doing something that's going to be somewhat remotely interesting. Like you, your mileage may vary on if you're into Chase Owens or not. Um, I, he doesn't bother me at all. Like like I think he's I think he's fine. He's good. He's fine. Um, he's not awful. Uh, he's fine. But like the idea of like this is here's the thing. I we're getting all worked up and we're all getting all riled up over a mid-card at best feud that just 
hasn't gone anywhere, but it's just it's something for them to do. I, that's the best I can give you. It's something for them to do. It it's, keeps them occupied. The problem is, is that it feels like that thinking has. There's this whole section of people that that feels like could apply to them, and and I feel like, um, girls of destiny. If they if they still are girls of destiny, um, that whole pocket of people f- feels they fall under that category and they've had that label for over a year. Like there's not like it's, and I'm sure those guys, not those five guys, these five guys, um, they come to the table with ideas and Hey, why don't I, you know, I'm thinking about doing this or, you know, Oh, why don't, can we, maybe I'm thinking about moving this, you know, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of it because that's what pro wrestlers do. Uh, but the fact that aside from, you know, coordinating outfits, you know, looking like Iron Man, what, give, give me the thing that gives you any hope that like gorillas of destiny are not just where they are. Like there's something in the works or chase Owens or, or just this whole feud. Like, like there's, there's nothing, there's nothing to give you any glimmer of hope that that's going to be their future. Um, and I hate to say it, but I don't hate to say it. You know, that gorillas of destiny would be perfect in AEW. Perfect. Like that's like, I think everyone would, would benefit from that. Like, I just think that they're just tired and stale and there's nothing for them in New Japan. Why not go there? Why why not go there? I can't believe I spent 15 minutes talking about a fucking... (laughs) (laughs) I've said many times before, I just, I think it, I'd like to see them feuding against other people because they just, it seems to have been like the same three people feuding against each other for the last 18 months and I'm pretty sick of it let's you know let's let's have some feuds with some of the other wrestlers maybe some of the japanese wrestlers that might be i fun. don't even know what they're fighting over anymore like what are they what are, <laughs> you know, like at this point what are they fighting we've forgotten what it what the inciting incident was in the first right. place I mean, wasn't it jay white that kicked all this off he's gone yeah let's get over it lads right right look at joel mo- joel moved on he went to the fucking girl's wedding <laughs> you know <laughs> move on move on all right very good and everyone was expecting an angle at that wedding. And it, <laughs> that would have been great if you got up there. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, right. So where are we? Third match, we have eight-man tag. Bushi, Yotosuji, Shingo Takagi, Tetsuya Naito against United Empire team. Callum Newman, Hanare, Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb. So Hanare obviously is being built up for this uh, challenge he's got against Eddie Kingston, which he's not going to win. But, I mean, I could see him picking up a, a pinfall over maybe a Bushi here to... Give him a bit of a rub. Uh, Callum Newman, he's looking pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm impressed with him so far. Don't like his face. He's got like a very tiny head and a very true-like face. <laughs> I don't think there's anything. <laughs> and it looks a bit weird. <laughs> right. And he's going to fill out. He's, he's going to bulk up a bit and then his head's going to look even smaller. Mm. But uh, he's, he seems like a good wrestler. Crowd seems to be getting into him. This the Prince of Pace thing. Um, I think it was... Henare and Chris Charlton on commentary uh, comparing him to Prince Devitt, which was an interesting comparison point there. And, and I do see sort of 
bigger picture, New Japan leaning hard into the RevPro partnership in 2024. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be interested to see how he gets on here. I don't... Is, is he going to be a junior? You, you could see him sort of doing that Osprey trajectory of starting off as a junior, and then when he fills out a bit, going to heavyweight. But it seems like they're, they're quite keen on him, even at this early stage. But I think my main takeaway looking at this and looking at what we saw at the Korokun shows is I think we're getting a little sneak preview of World Tag League here because it, I figure that uh, Suji and Shingo are going to be a team and then probably Khan on the Cobb again. I suspect they will be the United Empire offer team. So I think we're going to get lots of that here. I think we're going to see a lot of those four squaring off against each other and I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being a World Tag League sort of nominal semi-final, you know, block decider or or top of the table decider or, or maybe even the final itself. And I think that would be really good, actually. Suji and Shingo against Okan and Cobb. Yeah, I think I, I that. do with that. A good tag run. Yeah. So um, they've got a, a name, haven't they? The Suji-Shingo team. Well, they, they had a, a name for their move. What was it? The Pumping Blast or something <laughs> like that? Which again, it sounds like wanking, um, which is a plus. You know that's that's good. Yeah. Um, so the the what was it? The pumping blasters against? Um, oh no, it's not holy semen army, is it? No, because it's not Hinari. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I see the angle being for this match. Yeah, a lot of I love um, a lot of come talk there, Joel. I'm going to be honest with you, it's a lot. Uh, a bit too much. <laughs> never, Have I gone no, too far? No, never. No, that no, never too far. But. Um, Hmm. It is amazing how much thought and and uh, uh, fantasy booking we all do when it comes to World Tag League. Uh, I, I just want to know if we're going to have off. Like, have we? Uh, <laughs> have we? Have we put out the feelers yet for World Tag League yet? Um, it's right around the corner, by the way. Just saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's say that now. If you're interested in guest hosting during World Tag League, get in touch because, I mean, there's people that I called back because they were so good two years ago and they did it again last year, but I don't know if they'd still be interested in doing it again. So maybe we sort of freshen the lineup this time and see uh, if there's any any new voices who would like to step up to fill in while we have a little winter break. Yes, yes. Let us know. Uh, I'll tell you what. I, I would like to see and hear our uh, friends from Montreal. That was the, the, I always enjoy listening to them. Um, all right, so listen. World Tag League, Bullet Club, Los Ingobernables. Uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, we, we're not going to see Aussie Open, right? I think we have uh, an injury that would, uh, uh, that would uh, put that to rest, right? Um, hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, Shingo and 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 um, is it Yoda Suji? Is it help me? It's not Yoda Suji. Who's who's? Why am I having a brain fart? Help me! Help me! Shingo and um... yeah, it is Suji. You're correct. Okay, why did why did I? Oh. Boy, boy, getting old, Joel. Sorry, I went to the toilet. No, I thought you. Me. I thought your analysis of this. Trust me, just analysis of the toilet. Um, <laughs> I couldn't remember saying. I just, I, I, I felt my brain just like throbbing. 
Um, yeah, I'm only surprised if if uh, we find out that they are the winners of World Tag League. That wouldn't shock me to see that Wrestle Kingdom, but we'll see. Um, I, I truth be told, I'm tr- I'm trying to find the energy for World Tag League right now. Uh, maybe maybe that'll come in a uh, in a in a little bit. Maybe maybe after this show. Maybe after this this uh, big show coming up on Monday, I'll be a little bit more into World Tag League. I just can't. I just I don't know. Not feeling it right now. Our fourth match is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with the uh, Bullet Club team of Driller Maloney and Clark Connors making their second defense against the challengers, the Intergalactic Jet Setters, Kevin Knight and Kushida. Uh, really looking forward to this one. I think um, the the War Dogs had great energy at Corroquin Hall. I like seeing them all wrestling in their trousers. That was a <laughs> nice touch. They look nicely coordinated. They look like you know, like attack dogs. I just I really like the way they're sort of coordinated and. Uh, complement each other from a sort of tactical perspective as well. Uh, I think Driller Maloney is really getting into a stride in New Japan. He's like bursting with confidence. Uh, and he is he is outshining Clark Connors at this point. You know, Clark Connors is their LA Dojo guy. He was supposed to be one of their blue chip prospects. But I think uh, Driller is um, overtaking him at this point uh, in terms of in-ring work and charisma and presence. So... That's been a, an interesting and slightly unexpected turn of events for me. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to the match. Yeah. It's going to be really good. I mean, we've spoken at length about how great we think Kevin Knight is. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep Tony Khan the fuck away from this guy. Um, so I think this is going to be a really fun match. I don't think the titles will change hands because I just I like the War Dogs. I want them to keep the titles. Um, I think people should circle this match because I, I truly believe this has the – potential to be one of if not the match of the night i, I truly believe that uh, the titles to me are more interesting like i think the biggest positive new japan has had this year has been those junior tag belts um and it's been that way what for what feels like a, a decent time like the, I, i'm I'm excited by it, um, and again, I think this could be the best match of the night. Uh, I don't know. I, I here's the thing: I would be okay with a title change. Um, I don't think there will be here, but I'd be okay with it. I'd be fine with it. The because I think both teams can like the idea of other matches with both teams as champion defending against. You know, a wide variety of different teams. I don't know. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Like, like I feel like I'm more excited for the junior tag uh, league than the heavyweight. Uh, like, I just think there's more possibilities, better matchups, and a lot more interesting things that can come from that. Um, what do you? What do you? Think? Have you got an early feel for like possible Wrestle Kingdom match for these titles? Do you think we're going to get the dreaded? multi-way yeah. match. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Yep. Yeah. It'll open the show. And there's, there's nothing, I can't say there's nothing wrong with it, but like to me, if you put that match on right after intermission or even right before intermission um, and give them just a smidge more time, like I think, I think the company, everyone in attendance, everyone watching 
um, would be so pleased with, with with the outcome. Like it does. Like these guys do not have to be opening match. Let's get the crowd up by doing, you know, eight minutes of crazy shit. Let's give them. Let's give them fifteen. Let's give them twenty, and let's see what they can do. Um, and I and I think they would hit the ball out of the park. Yeah, I mean, there have been many years actually in recent history where I've been I've sort of convinced myself that we're getting the multi-way match at Wrestle Kingdom, and it hasn't happened. They've actually had the courage to do two versus two. So uh, I just think it's sort of law of averages. We're we're bound to get back to a, a three-way or a four-way at some point. I think the last time was was it 2019? I seem to recall was it when Shingo Bushi and I don't know. It's probably Rapongi 3K and. Kind of I'm going to look it up. All right, look it up. We're at that. Actually. You look that Wrestle, up. What was that? Wrestle Kingdom. No, it wasn't twelve. That was the Young Bucks match. Yeah. That would have been Wrestle Kingdom thirteen. So Wrestle Kingdom twelve was uh, Young Bucks against Rabongi Three K. Wrestle Kingdom thirteen was uh, yeah Bushin Shingo against Kanemaru Desperado and Rabongi Three K Shino. So yeah, I think that was the last time it was a multi-way match. Uh, Fourteen, uh, the Junior Tag match was uh, Rapongi 3K against Ishimura and ELP. And then at Wrestle Kingdom 15, it was Despi and Kanemaru against Taguchi and Wato. And then last year it was Oh no, it was a, it was a three way last year. It was uh, Eagles and Tiger Mask against Taguchi and Rocky and Ishimori ELP. I've got no memory of that match whatsoever. Uh, I, I oh no, that wasn't that. Sorry, that wasn't last year. That was no, that was that was. <laughs> you don't even know what fucking all, year. All the pandemic WrestleKingers have just kind of melted together in my brain. Yes. I could not tell you what actual calendar year they were. So that was Wrestle Kingdom sixteen, which was twenty twenty two. Wrestle Kingdom 17, that was that that was a really good match. It was catch 2-2 against Leo Rush and Yo. Hmm. So no, they did a three-way uh two wrestle well, two Wrestle Kingdoms ago. So this is a Dave Meltzer bit, right? We're doing <laughs> <laughs> This might be the worst segment I've ever done. I'm so sorry, everyone. No, now now if Shingo wins here, he'll get a point, but he'll break the tiebreaker with ELP. And then uh the next night. I love it when Dave gets into his, his mathematics, his maths. <sighs> I need some papers to shuffle. Oh, his head's exploding. All right. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Paper shuffling. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. What else we got on this uh, Monday show? Okay. Fifth match, we have the uh, best of seven series final with Wato, Shota, and Nagata against... Uh, why have I just used their surnames there? It's very disrespectful yeah, of me. Right. Uh, Style team of Despi, Ren, Narita, and Minoru Suzuki. I've enjoyed this. I think it's been a good series. The crowd seemed really into it. They, you know, if I'm trying to pick something I think they've been most invested in, it's probably been this series. And it's been a nice little gimmick having this best of seven where each week it seems that someone has got a bit of shine. Whether that's been Narita getting a big pinfall, I think he pinned. Shota, didn't he? And then yeah. Despi and Suzuki were, you know, celebrating with him. They were really happy for him. That felt like a, a big moment, even though you know it was a bit of a nothing match, really. But uh, it felt like there was a bit of extra spice to it. And Watto getting a pin over Despi. So 
Yeah, it's been a really interesting one. Um, I've, I'm finding it very difficult to call who, you know, what is the end game? What's the end game? Yeah, who gets the pin or submission? Who is this giving the rub to? And what is the direction for them moving forward? I mean, I could see uh, Despi and Watto having some sort of singles match that, might be, you know, maybe that will determine the next person that gets to challenge Hiromu, maybe even at the Dome. I don't know. Um, Shota and Ren, that seems to be inevitable that they're going to be heading to some sort of singles clash. Could that be at Wrestle Kingdom? Maybe. I mean, it could be a, another situation where the winner of that gets to, I don't know, challenge Will Ospreay for the US title or something. So um, there's quite a few variables here, um, uh, and I can't really decide which direction I'm leaning on. I, I would say, I don't know. I can't pick. Right. It's too hard. Right. Give up. Yeah. I mean, who needs it? Who needs it the most out of these six guys? Probably Ren. Probably Ren. Probably. I, anytime you need to add extra spice to something, though, like make it a make it a best of seven. <laughs> you know, at least there's something on the line. And and, and it, just like you said, at least it's um, you, you got some stakes in the game. Um. Like we're about what one, two, maybe two and a half, three months away from Wrestle Kingdom, and it does feel like there are a lot of loose ends that have to be tied up. And again, there is a a, a bit of time, a little bit of time, but it does. Aside from like Naito, it doesn't feel like there's anything that we can hang our hat on. Of okay, this th- this is happening, you know, at at Wrestle Kingdom or. Um, these are the feuds that we can expect or stuff like that. And again, I don't want to think that in the past it's been different because maybe maybe it has, maybe it hasn't, depending upon the year. Um, but I just feel like there is so much up in the air, like in general, like you you don't know. And I don't know if I, if I think that that's a good thing right now. Like usually it's, a good thing when it comes to individual matches, like who's going to win. That, that's always great because the surprise element and, you know, it could go either way. But with this, it does feel like we're flying a little bit by the seat of our pants, a little bit. I could see maybe uh, another Nagata-Suzuki match being a, a nice little offering for maybe a Royal Quest or something. I think people would be into that. But, um, yeah, I think uh, maybe, yeah, give Ren some more shine on a big show and leading to these guys pairing off in some um, fairly interesting singles matches in the future, maybe like a power struggle or something. Um, anyway, sixth match is the strong openweight tag team championship mm. match where we have the champions, War Dogs are Gabe Kidd and Alex Coglin defending against the challengers of ELP and Hikuleo. Um, I'm, as much as I've said that this Bullet Club GOG thing has been rubbish, I'm into this. I mean, I love Gabe Kids. I think Alex Coglin is improving a lot and I'm interested to see what this uh, ELP Hikaleo tag team and well, how they operate, how they function, what sort of synergy they've got. There's uh, definitely opportunity for some cool tag moves there. And, and, uh, and I think the, the home fans are into both these guys. There's almost to, to the extent which there's quite a disconnect between them and the Western fandom because it seems, you know, even if you were to ask our Discord, there's very little enjoyment for. ELP and Hikuleo, but from what I've noticed, the the fans in Japan and, and Korokan Hall seem to really love both guys. So I don't think they're going to win this, 
Um, I again, I think it's more interesting to keep the titles on the Wardogs team. Uh, and again, with the caveat being, this is only the strong open weight titles. This is not the proper heavyweight tag titles. Um, I just it, it's making me question why do we still have strong open weight yeah. tag team championships for a, a dead brand? But yeah, that's another question for another day. I mean, I'm never going to complain having the opportunity to see Gabe Kidd uh, belted up. Um, so I'm going to call a successful defense for them. Sure. I mean, let's we can do that. I, I got no problem with that either. Um, these titles, again, a lot of times it's the person who holds the title that, that makes the titles more relevant and more important. And, and I think um, they've done a good job of making sure that they're doing everything in... in their power to make these titles that on the surface seem pretty, why do we have them <laughs> um, still uh, somewhat relevant? But uh, that being said, I think the match would be, I mean, good, but it's like, I don't know. Like, do you, like I like both teams. I think both teams are fine. I don't, I don't hate Hikaleo. And ELP together, because um, I know it's 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 temporary, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why people have such a problem with it is the fact that you know they see brighter things for ELP, um, and and I think I think everyone can agree that that's his future. I think I know that there's like this fraud watch on ELP, but I don't think it's anything to do with him per se. I think it's more to do with, with the fact that. You know where he, what you know, what he's uh, what he's aligned with, with the faction, the 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 purgatory of uh, midcard. But I don't have a problem with it. Um, I can't say I'm super excited about it, but I don't have a problem with it. And here's the thing: I think there's enough people in the in the ring to make this match, even with the limitations of Hikaleo. Uh, I think there's enough people in this match that will make not only this interesting, but cover up a little bit and play to Hikaleo's strengths, which, again, I've been saying all along, let's make him a monster. Let's not make him the the, the, the gentle giant. Let's make him a bit of, more of a monster. And hopefully um, we'll get a little taste of that here because I think it's desperately needed. I really do. Um, but again, I think that, I think that there, is, there are enough people in that ring that are talented and young and energetic. And Hikaleo, I would put in that category. It's just that, you know, I mean, there's you're, you're a little bit limited in what you can do. Um, let's play to his strengths. Let's let's be a big monster. Uh, let's let ELP do uh, the heavy lifting. And, um, yeah, I think, I think we have a good match here. I think we have a, a strong match here, pardon the pun. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think we need to change any titles, though. I don't think we need to to do that because, I. I mean, I hate to say it, but these titles are absolutely fucking meaningless. Um, like, I don't know. Like, it, I don't. It just like here's the thing. I want people to not win. Like, I want people to not <laughs> win because then they're stuck defending these fucking titles. Like, if they don't have the titles, they can move on to bigger and better things. <laughs> That's really my thought on this. Like the losers are the winner. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's going to be sort of a weird dynamic with 
<clears throat> presumably both of these teams being in World Tag League and having World Tag League having a pair of tag champions in it who are not the IWGP right. tag champions but have got different tag titles. It's just it's weird and messy. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. It's confusing me. I don't like it. Simple is better. Well, Right, seventh match is the Never Open Weight Six-Man Tag Team Championship match where we've got the champions Ishii, Tanahashi and Okada defending against the challenger team, the impact team of Josh Alexander, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. Uh, surprising match. Didn't think we'd get this one. I'm very excited to see Josh Alexander wrestling in Japan because I've been a, a big fan of his for years. Uh, I think he's great. I think the Japanese fans are really going to take to him. So if there's opportunity for him to get a longer run in Japan, I'd be all up for that. And, of course, Motor City Machine Guns, we all know them. We all love them. Good to see them. Uh, so I'm sure this is going to be a really good match. But I've said before, I'm seeing this match as a possible Yuya Uemura gateway match for the reason that, obviously, he's just come working with Impact. And, of course, Okada used to work Impact. And Okada was Uemura's last match before he went off on excursion. So I think if there is a a perfect spot to re-debut Yuya, it would be at the end of this match. So if I had to call my shot, and I think we are going to get Yuya back sooner rather than later, I would say it would be here and possibly challenging Okada. I don't know if it will be in a singles capacity or maybe Yuya wants to get two mates and, and go after these never six-man belts. I don't know, but um, I'm fantasy booking my way into this segment ending with some sort of Yuya appearance. Okay. I mean, I let's put it this way. I, I don't think anybody's going to be shocked that he makes his re-debut on this show. Um, gun to my head, <laughs> if you asked me, who are the never six-man tag team champions, <laughs> I would really kind of struggle <laughs> with that. I completely forgot that they have the titles. Uh, I the only thing I worry about Joel is that, like, how, how I want that to be the case. Like, I want that debut. I, I keep saying debut, but you know, we'll just call it fresh paint debut. Um, to be special, and I want it to be big, and I want it to be impactful. I really do. Um, I just, I, I, for some reason, I just don't think they have it in them to do it. Um, Josh Alexander, I hope fucking impresses everyone and lands a full-time gig because like that's one guy that I think could help the roster big time. I really do. Um, does he challenge Okada? Or challenge anybody. I mean, he definitely could. I, I, I just don't have the faith that it'll happen that way. I just don't. Maybe, it, hopefully, it does. Hopefully, it does. Like, give me a percentage of of in your heart. Give me a percentage of of the scenario that you laid out happening. Uh, uh, about five percent. Okay. All right. Then I'm I, like, like I don't. I do see, think, okay. like, right. If you're sending me like percentage of you appearing on this show, hundred. I would say you think hundred. Wow. Because yeah. typically they've done the returns at Power Struggle. Yeah. So I may be jumping the gun by expecting him at Sumo Hall, 
but yeah, I'd say there's a, a high percentage chance of him being on the show, but in that exact scenario, I don't, okay, okay, let's say we're handing you the book. Say, Damon, you book the, the perfect Euro return on this show, given the card as it is, with the sort of proximity to Wrestle Kingdom, what are we doing with you? Well, I think the the idea that you have of him coming in and challenging someone, you know, on that Mount Rushmore, so to speak, uh, I think that's impactful and I think that's important. I think, and I would love to see it. If I'm booking it, that's what I would do. Like, but they don't. And they, and when they do it, it is so infrequent that it's it's incredibly special. Um, could they do it? Yes. Should they do it? I would. Um, because let's be honest here. Are we getting to like what are the talking points that would be coming out of this show if he doesn't? You know what I mean? Like, what are the talking points coming out of this? Like, we already know that the buzz on this show is very quiet. Very quiet. You need something coming out of this show that that gets people excited and talking. And again, we got three months. I would do it. I would absolutely pull the trigger. I just don't have the confidence that they would. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sort of hanging my hat on this uh, belief that Yuya is destined for something greater than the Musketeers. I still believe there's a reason he's been separated from them because they could have easily brought him back around the same time as as the others and lumped him in with them, but they didn't. They've kept him, held him back a little bit longer, and I think there is an intentionality behind that. I don't know what that is yet, but I still think if I'm going to pick one of these guys to get the rocket pack, it would be him because I still think he's got all the tools. So that's why I'm in this, you know, possibly uh, naive, foolish belief that he is going to get the mega push more so than Shota or Tsuji or Narita did. Okay. So that um, so, I guess that's my question in the sense of does he come back, challenge, and then, you know, kind of struggles? I don't, I don't want to say struggles, but, you know, kind of takes a very similar path of, you know, maybe he challenges a big guy but loses. And loses quite a few of his uh, uh, matches, singles matches, out of the gate. And takes a similar path to just about every one of those guys. Or are you holding out hope that they're, they are trying to separate him from the pack? They, that, that keeping him back was purposeful. Um, and that he's the guy. I, I, don't, I don't know if I have the faith in the company. I have faith in him. Because I truly believe, and here's the thing too, I, I believe that all of those guys have that label on them of being the future of the company. I just don't know if that's going to happen as quickly as we feel it needs to happen. Yeah, um, I would say this is hope more than expectation because the playbook is there for them to come back. Challenge a, a prominent guy and then lose. That's happened with yeah. pretty much everyone. It happened with Jay White, you know, and, and look where he ended up. So that's not to getting say beat up by a masked they... man in a locker room, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's tofu now. 
dear. I'm not going to go into that. Uh, okay, all right. Well, let's move on then to the eighth match, which is the never openweight championship match with uh, David Finlay defending against Tamatonga. I don't. I go uh, ahead. The, the ship on. is sailing on on David Finlay at this point. Uh oh. I think he's he has missed the chance to. I, I think he really needed to seize the ball by the horns during the G1, and he didn't. And um, and at this point, I'm I don't believe that. He is a guy. Mm. I don't believe that he is up to the level of the other Bullet Club leaders uh, in years gone by. Wow. The booking doesn't help. Nope. And you know, having him endlessly wrestling the same guys again and again and again is not great. Uh, but I, again, I'm just repeating myself with this. I'm not really looking forward to this match. There's no buzz for it with, with either fan bases, it seems. I, I, again, I still think the direction is uh, ELP taking that never title off Finlay at Wrestle Kingdom, and yeah, I'm just I'm not that into it, Damon. I, I don't, you know, I've seen these guys wrestle each other before. Right. It's been okay. So again, the evidence suggests this is just going to be another okay match. The fact that it's eighth match on the cards. I was going to say about the amount of time it's allocated. I don't think it matters how much time is allocated. I think this is just going to be a, an okay, you know, three and a quarter star match that everyone's going to forget about. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a problem. Um, I'm willing to give it. I, I don't know why. Maybe because I just want it to work, but I'm willing to give it a little bit more time. I, I trust me. I hear. I hear your worries. I hear your concerns, and I think they're absolutely valid. Because truth be told, there really hasn't been anything that would say, "Okay, we're comfortable with him being a top guy." Um, G one was a disappointment, no doubt, and I don't know if this match, given the position on the card. Given the the time that will be given to it, given what feels like, um, it at the very least the company is giving this program all the time it needs to breathe. It feels like I just don't think a there is a a a feeling of caring um, about either guy at this point. Like, I just don't see it. Um, so let me ask you this. You're not feeling David Finley, and I think that, that there are a ton of people that feel very similar. Are you ready to pull the plug on this? Uh, what, on David Finley's Bullet Club leader? Correct. Well, what's the ceiling for it? Like, what is what is David Finley's ceiling? Like, is he a guy that you could see as IWGP Heavyweight Champion? Because I don't. Currently, no. Currently, I don't. Um, at the time of the turn, I thought it like it could be. Like, I I I didn't think he couldn't be. I think that if they positioned him well, that he could be. Um, I, I don't know if, 
I don't know if in this day and age, being the leader of Bullet Club A means as much, number one, and number two, the responsibility of having that great match is that much of a deal breaker when it comes to being the leader of a Bullet Club. I, I understand that. You know, in the past, we the people that were the the head of that faction could produce fucking magic. Um, I, I I absolutely get that, but I don't know if that is a as much of a focus with David Finley as it might have been with those other guys. Um, now that being said they have an opportunity here on this show, this match, this card. They do have that chance. Like, let's make no mistake about it. They do have that opportunity. I guess what I'm trying to say is this. This is it. Like, to me, this is, this is for both guys. Like, to me, this is it. I don't know what else we can do. Like, and, 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 and if after this match, it is what it is, then it is what it is. Um, I think he has it in him. I think it can happen. But but each and every day, I think the, those my feelings in a positive direction get whittled, whittled, and whittled. So, like, there's only so much rope I have, and I think. To me, this is a big, this is a big time spot and it's both of those guys. And I don't, I I, look, I'll say it this way. I challenge them to do it. You know, prove me wrong. Prove Joel wrong. Prove whomever. And, and, And you know what? You, they might think, you know, fuck, I don't have to prove shit to no one. I'm the one getting paid, and fuck you. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But know that you have a chance to change people's minds, uh, both of them, and it's up to them at this point because I really feel like of of any program, I think feel like New Japan has really – given them as much rope as they possibly can. And if it, if it, if, if they can't do it, then they can't do it. Um, but this has to be somewhat of a line in the sand. Yeah. I think my challenge with David Finley, as I've said before, is have a great match with someone who's not Will Ospreay. Right. And again, to be fair, they've not given him, that many opportunities. I mean, I'm sort of racking my brains to, you know, has he had the chance to wrestle like a Naito or an Okada or... Okay, but... I was going to say Shingo, but he did wrestle Shingo and it was completely forgettable. Right. So, I mean, yeah. we maybe, you know, hey, listen, the block that he was in maybe wasn't the sexiest, but you can't... Listen, you can't... At least in excuses. the past... Excuses. Just making too many excuses. Right. At the end of the day, if you, if you want to be a top guy, be a top prove guy. that you're a top guy. Yep. Yeah, I'm totally with you, Joel. I, I like... like there's a, It's not like David Finley has just shown up at New Japan Pro Wrestling. He, How long has he been with this fucking company? Like, he knows right. the expectation. Like, he know, Like, you know what I mean? 
How long has Tamatanga been in, been in this fucking company? Like you talk about, you know, Devitt and you know, he's he was there. You know, he's been here the whole fucking time. Like what 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 other opportunities do we need to give both those guys? Honestly, like what what you're the leader of arguably the most popular faction in New Japan pro wrestling history. What what more what more do you want? What more has to happen? It's up to them. And yeah, and you look at a guy like Yotasuji, and anytime he's getting a chance, he is just grabbing it by the throat with both hands. Yeah. Look at the juniors. You know, look at the junior tag situation. Look at Jeff Cobb. Look, you know, look at there's plenty of you can go down the way. Anytime that people are given the tap on the shoulder. We, and we've said it for years. People delivered. I'll, I'll go so far as to say this. Today. I would, I think that I would, I would have more faith in Yuji Nagata having a great match than David Finley. Well, we've had uh, more evidence in recent history of Nagata having great matches in Finley with uh, his run in All Japan. No doubt. Right? I, I mean, I, I I feel confident in that. That, again, you're letting it all out. Balls to the wall. Fucking... And, 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 here, and again, the only reason I picked Yuji Nagata, I mean, listen, in the, in, in the past, yes, he was, you know, one of the, the best in the game. You know, but he's well past his prime. And and I'm comparing it with a guy who is in his prime. Like, here's the problem. And I hate this to be this fucking guy. This is the ceiling for both of those guys. Like, do you see any remarkable turnaround or change or uh uh, another level these guys can hit because they've had years to get there, and every once in a while you'll see like little little glimmers of hope, but they've had years to ha- to, to to take advantage of this. It, this is the ceiling, if it feels like. Or or do you think there's another level with both of these guys? Uh, no, yeah. no. I'm going to quote Marlo Stanford from the Wire and say, "Do it or don't. I got places to be." <laughs> right, and here's the thing too. There are a lot of young guns that are more than happy to slide into those roles, and they are breathing down their neck. Yeah, literally in some of these backstage promos with uh, Gabe Kidd. He's, he's the guy. I'm telling you, he's the guy. And him being so good is making Finley look bad by comparison. And again, this is just more hopeless fantasy booking on my part. But if it were me, that would be the direction I go. All right, that's fa- fair enough. I'm, 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 I'm at least going to give them a shot, and but know that I'm at the end of my rope with, with both of them. Yep, same. Uh, all right, ninth match then is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship three-way match with Hiromu with his sixth defense against the challengers Mike Bailey and Leo Rush. Uh, normally, I dislike the multi-way matches, but I have faith in all three of these guys that they're going to make it work and they're not going to do the usual thing that you've outlined in the past of a guy 
get thrown out of the ring and having a little nap while the two other guys have a singles match in the ring and then they just take it in turns doing that. I don't think they're going to do that. I think all three of these guys are too good to allow that to happen. So whilst this is a bit of a strange match, I am looking forward to it. I think they're going to do some really exciting and creative and crazy stuff. Um, Leo had a, it was a really quite a deranged promo <laughs> after that main event at Korakon Hall where he's you know, lying on his back laughing maniacally. And I still don't really know what is, you know, is he a baby face? Is he a heel? Because there seemed to be, he seemed to be heel coded, mm-hmm. if you like, uh, in, within the last few weeks, particularly in the, uh, the US shows. But it was a bit of a baby face, you know, there were baby face aspects of his promo and he was talking about bringing his family to Japan. I don't really know what he was getting at there, if they're moving here or if they were just coming to watch for the show. Um, but either way, you know, Leo Rush being in a top spot in New Japan Pro Wrestling is nothing I'm ever going to sniff at. So it's exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to this match. Um, I think, I don't know, man. Like if, if Leo Rush had signed on the dotted line and is going to be committing to New Japan for the foreseeable future, then I would say that's a good reason to belt him up. But... Uh, I still sort of leaning towards Hiromu going after this defense record, record breaking reign. So I think Hiromu retains it. Yeah, I don't know if, again, Mike Bailey being in Best of the Super Juniors last year um, plays any factor in him being taken seriously to hold the belt. So to me, it's between two guys. Um, and I and I'm leaning heavily toward Hiromo successfully defending. Um, but once again, like to me, excitement is is on the juniors. You know, like the juniors are, are across the board carrying the show. Um, and I think this match will will be fantastic. And I, and I think you're right. I think there's a lot of creativity uh, between all three guys to make it not that you know three-way uh that we you know we all dread now i think it's i think we have an opportunity here to see something great and i think we will um and once again like i said it's the juniors that are that are carrying the load on the show main event is the iwgp world heavyweight championship lumberjack death match (laughs) sanada with his fourth defense (laughs) against the challenger evil uh booze right saying it says how fucking stupid is it to have your champ walk around beltless because on kayfabe, he, his entire faction, and the IWGP committee are the Keystone Cops and their inability to retrieve it. I've been fine with the rain until this program. Now I can't take him seriously. Uh, yeah, my my goodwill uh, for him being champion is reached uh, the end, the end of the line here. It's so stupid having Evil take his belt, and then you know they're having interviews together, and Evil's like literally yards away from him holding the belt, and Sonata's just. There, looking pretty in a suit, looking gormless, doing absolutely nothing. So uh, it, it's very silly and very bad. Uh, the match, pff, I mean, the evil thing works when there is a suspension of disbelief. Like you think that, you know, there is a, a chance that he might win. And that is usually most effective in like a tournament scenario where you think, oh, you know, they might just be crazy enough to. Now, look, is there absolutely no chance of evil winners no i mean would it make my head explode if evil were to win here and we do evil versus naito at wrestle kingdom i could see it i could see them doing that i don't think they will do it but 
it's not beyond the realms of possibility. So I guess there's that to add, <laughs> add a little bit of a uh, bit of juice to this one. But I mean, there's a time and a place for the House of Torture stuff. Um, I'm more uh, fav- look more favourably upon it than most do, I suspect. But main event of Super Hall ain't it. This ain't it. No, no, and I think that you know the feedback that we've gotten, and it's that's you know there's similar thoughts there. Um, I can't believe that in this day and age we're talking about this as a main event <laughs> for a big show that we're uh, hopefully all excited for. I predict, as as the Kaiser Chiefs would sing. I do predict a riot. <laughs> I do predict a riot. Um, I think there will be plenty of shenanigans. I think there will be lots of stuff that we would normally hand wave. I think uh, I think it almost has to happen. Like, seriously. These are two guys that, at least for the history of this show, and which, you know, this is show number 275, uh, we have always been in the camp of underwhelming, underperforming, never able to reach the next level, guys that need a lot of bells and whistles, guys that need new coats of paint, trying everything we can to make them at times uh, able to swallow and at other times just not changing the channel. Uh, it's a tough spot. It's a tough spot. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think we all tune in to new Japan with one common denominator. And that is a juicy main event. The rest of the card We've had shows where the rest of the card has been great. We've had shows where the rest of the card has been average. We've had shows where the rest of the card has been shitty. But it always seems like the main event comes through. I would say 90, 95% of the time. And I think we're in trouble. <laughs> I think we're in trouble. Um, which, again, has me concerned. Because as much as you know, people kind of want to discount at times the importance of a New Japan main event. It is the last thing people remember. And it's the last thing that people talk about. And it really is the thing that can collectively bring New Japan fans together. Um, We may disagree with the direction of Bullet Club, and we may disagree with if this title is meaningless or if this tag team is, is, is worth the squeeze or bringing this person in or all of that, that's why we do this show to have that conversation, right? To have that, at least you in your car or you at home and your earbuds and AirPods or whatever you're doing while listening to my soulful voice. Uh, we all can agree that, for the most part, it's the main events of these shows that we hang our hat on to say, yep, this is the product that we support. 
we are in trouble. <laughs> we are in trouble with this. Um, bells and whistles galore. I think that you have to. You have to. And that's going to piss people off. But at least go- here's what I'm going into this. Yeah, when they have a, a when, when these guys have a straight singles match with no interference and no cheating, no shenanigans, it's not very good. No, they did it before. It was, it was mediocre. They've done it enough. Yes, and like given taking these two guys and putting them in the same spot, maybe even against different guys, it's you know they haven't been in, in the. In the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling, I don't think anybody's putting any one of their singles matches in the top 20, <laughs> you know? I don't think anybody's having any risk of uh, losing their spot that are in the top 20. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. And and this is what we got as of the main event, which is concerning. Um, and in any direction they decide to go. Sonata wins. Are you going to give a fuck? I'm not. Evil wins. You're gonna hate watch. <laughs> is, is, you're gonna you're gonna turn off that fucking TV and be like, ugh, <sighs> what the fuck are we doing? Right? I think everyone would agree with that. I'm just in like get the belt on Naito mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast forward to January fourth, but that's where we are. That's why when people say, "Oh, Damon, he, you know, he's so negative and he's so," and he's so well, okay, uh, fair enough. But, th- like, this is what you want? You, you're okay with this? Because if you are, I'm going to be very truthful with you. You are that apologist. And you are that person who just, anything that they do, anything that they do is fine by you. Okay, that's fine. I can't live my life like that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I think I'm sort of <laughs> almost siding with the people who are just like, yeah, fuck it, let's put the belt on evil. Let's go big or go home. We may as well at this point. We've come this far. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, that's a uh, distraction in Ryogoku. Not not the not the best card, is it? Uh, no. Again, the juniors are carrying the show, and uh, and I think those matches will be great. But yeah, there's it's this one's um, this one's a bit of a slog, as they say. Now, I will say this, though. A lot of times on paper, when we look at these shows, they're oh, they're head scratchers. But we come back the next week and we're like, whoa, what the fuck? This happened and that and that. So that's what I'm that's what I'm rooting for. That's what I'm, I'm hoping will happen, that tons of stuff will be interesting and fun. And this show will help set the ground for that. Um, but on paper. Yeah, this one is not one of the best. That's for sure. Yes, I think there will be lots of discussions after the show, but it won't be about the main event. I don't think it'll be about the matches. I think it'll be about people, returns, angles, rather than the actual wrestling itself. Um, but yeah, that's that. That's it. Right. Anything else before we get out of here? Well, um, no, I don't get shit. <laughs> We talk, talk for two hours. You got to go to bed. It's probably like midnight over there, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's eleven o'clock. I, I would like to go to bed. Go to okay, bed. so redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. Uh, if you want to uh, give some money our way, uh, also if you're interested in guest hosting during World Tag League, please get in touch. If you can send a little audio sample, that would be good as well. Uh, Prowrestingtees.com forward slash super j cast for our lovely t-shirts. 
Thanks, as always, to Editor Dan, who's on Twitter at LousyHero219. You can follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and goodbye. Hey, everybody. My name is Jesse Collings, and I want to tell you all about my show, The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. On The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, we do a thorough analysis on the biggest issues and trends within the pro wrestling industry. We talk a lot about pro wrestling media. We talk a lot about fan culture and wrestling's place within general pop culture. And we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Krejci and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more. This isn't a show for hot takes. It's not a show recapping the latest episode of television. This is a show focusing on the biggest topics in pro wrestling and doing a deep dive on the real stories behind the surface level analysis you might find elsewhere. The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a try. Thanks.